What are you talking about? Raisinets are a classic. Hey everyone, welcome to Tell Us Owls and Scrambled Eggs, a Frasier podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 1117, Coots and Ladders. There's a nice little rainy cloud. Uh-huh. The episode's 21 minutes and 24 seconds. All right. And then, um, are we doing the lottery time? Yeah. Yep. All right, let's get into it. And all then right. we can forget all of those details I <laughs> just gave. Yeah, that's fine. But then we'll wait. We'll talk about the writer yeah. after. Also, there's a little rainy cloud outside. While we're recording this, you might hear some raininess and, and, and thunder and who knows what else. Um, it's mostly like that- those things. Imagine Dragons song. Yes. Where they're saying thunder exactly. thunder and lightning or something. I don't know. I don't even know if that's who does that song. I've just heard it everywhere. I, think so. I I just didn't realize it was them. Um but yeah, we've been waiting all day for the thunderstorms to pass and it turns out they're going to pass in a few days. Just so we're just going and hopefully it's not too disruptive and we don't lose power or something in the middle of recording. Anyway, so yeah. Uh we'll jump into the part of the episode called we're listening where where we respond to messages you send us on twitter at fraser podcast or by email at fraserpod at gmail.com uh, by the way guys you're running out of time you got eight episodes where this this is uh, counting this one there's eight episodes left so if you got anything pressing you want to say to us uh i mean it's not like we just stop taking messages no, after that of course but, but if you uh, would like to be yeah. featured on on the podcast yeah you got seven uh, more chances <laughs> yeah we'd love to hear from you yeah um so we got an email from sean holland mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um about the last one so i okay he's gonna explain a thing that i realized after we recorded the last one uh explaining his last email that i just completely misread um, he said, my last email, I meant the Nanny G Cheers episode was similar, which like, yeah, re-list- as soon as I re-listened, I was like, um, I, I feel oh, dumb. I completely missed See, that is a, t- so it's a reference for people that watched all of Cheers. I don't yeah. really remember all of Cheers, yeah. even though I watched a lot of it. Yeah, I watched, I watched Cheers when it was Yeah, on. airing. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably why I don't remember it. Yeah. And then I was trying to do the rewatch, and it's just, like, very hard to watch yeah. Sam be Sam. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I show, I realize, like, a lot of the stuff that we kind of like to say about Frasier now, where we're like, this joke wouldn't fly, is like super amplified watching, going back and watching. Yeah, Cheers. so I would rather, like, I might watch it at some point, but I'd, it's not really something I had talked about wanting to go back and, like, watch all these Frasier episodes, mm-hmm. but I think that I probably wouldn't want to do that mm-hmm. because it might be hard to yeah. do that in a way that is entertaining. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, uh, so Sean goes on to say, as a little kid, I was terrified of Jack in the Boxes, but don't think I would scream now at one. Um, and yeah, I, that's the thing. Like, I don't think I would either. Like, they, but they're definitely like, there is a kind of anxiety about the way that like, there's like that loud sort of like plastic snap that's just going to happen at some point while you're just listening to a fun little musical thing. And then suddenly, bah, you're like, huh. Okay, but like it's mostly did just, a like, cat jump out and like hit you on the nose or something? Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, or was that a Batman punch? Both. That's my favorite thing it's to have at com- parties. <laughs> Batman punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I was gonna. I was trying to think of a way to make a joke about like Prince being involved somehow because the bat dance video. Oh, uh-huh. but like I couldn't. I couldn't work it in. Well, I, I mean, that's just a good song to listen to. Agreed. Um, um that video is wild. <laughs> it really. Is I mean, wild. it's on. It should be no surprise. It's Prince. It's it's Prince who was like into doing a, a music video. Oh, let's for talk the about. Movie. Okay, I know this has nothing to do with letter. Is Sean's letter done. No, I'm okay. actually. It, I know you might think I'm. I'm because I'm looking at my phone right now. It's actually a thing related to Sean's letter. I need okay. to show you. Okay. So, um. Uh. But were you gonna say a thing related to the thing? We're... Yeah, and now I, I just it uh it disappeared and I didn't want to get too off topic and. Okay. Um. Anyway, so then the next thing he asks is now the big question: What's the deal with Martin's teddy bear? Is it his, Eddie's, Niles, or Fraser's as kids? And so I want to show you a picture. Of this teddy bear. Oh, it's Eddie's. It does seem like Eddie's, but I don't think we've ever seen him with it. And, like, it's interesting realizing that, like, Martin's bed, pretty immaculately made, with a teddy bear carefully, gently placed on the pillow. So, you know who made that bed? Daphne. Probably. Because I know that she's still going over there, or she Mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like she made it. Yeah, but remember... She Ronnie got made very it. upset when that the idea that Fraser made her do housework. So I don't think she's making Martin's bed now. She would do something for Martin. I don't know that she's making his bed. But also, okay, okay. This the teddy bear is very gently and carefully placed on this pillow. Eddie did not put that there. Well, once um uh we brought Unst, who's our mascot owl mm-hmm. of TGIF Arcade. You mm-hmm. may or may not know that. Mm-hmm. And we brought Unst to a hotel and then the housekeeping came in and then they put him in a cute little cute little pose. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, they're fun here." They are fun. That was fun. And I remember all I passed all the people in housekeeping and they all like super loved my hair Mm -hmm. and they had a pretty hard job because it was like uh, a convention was happening there and you know that every room was totally trash yeah yeah and like yeah it was not the problem was not good for them no i'm I'm pretty sure we left a pretty good tip we left a yeah we left a good tip um tip to housekeeping even yeah. if you don't have them come in because... especially now if you're staying in a hotel now tip your housekeeping oh yeah like oh yeah tip totally housekeeping right now like they need it they're not getting any tips right now and ugh, the thing is like a lot of places aren't even taking like cash and yeah things, and like find which a I way get. find a way well i guess what you can do is you put it in like an envelope and then you put like housekeeping yeah and because they usually have a housekeeping envelope and maybe they just don't, it'll yeah, I don't sit know there. What's happening now? I don't know either. Maybe steam it, <laughs> like a little yeah. steam room that you put all the all the cash. Well, in. like at salons, a lot of salons don't take tips on cards, right? And I'm like, okay, but maybe they do like a little jar or something. They put like make a little pouch for it. Yeah, I, don't I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm not going to a salon this yeah. year. I Dave. Just, just gonna cut my hair and it's gonna grow like I'm gonna be like Rapunzel. <laughs> so as soon as people are allowed to come over, we're gonna throw a party and I'm just that's how people are getting in the apartment. <laughs> just gonna toss my hair out the window. The thing is, my hair is more Rapunzel than yours at this okay, point. Okay, Dave's gonna toss his hair out the window. <laughs> I'm going full Lapidus. Full what? Lapidus. That's a that's a lost reference for all you lost fans out there. Um Mm-hmm. Do you remember who Lapidus? No, it was lost on me. <laughs> He was the pilot guy. 
Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, that was it. So, I mean, I I'm going with uh, I'm with you. I think it's probably Eddie's teddy bear, but I just think like it is very carefully and lovingly placed on that pillow to just be Eddie's that he hasn't been playing with it or doing anything with it. So. Yeah. It could just be Martin's. It could just be Martin's. It could. Sometimes we all need a little cuddle. Sometimes we all need a little cuddle. That's true. Um, I mean, I was sleeping with like a giant Ikea shark for a while. And Dave was like, <laughs> can we not sleep with us in the bed? And yeah. I was like, but I like it. <laughs> it did take up a significant amount of the bed and was like, is set. I think it's like three feet or four feet long. Yeah. So and the problem is you liked it when falling asleep and then you didn't like it and pushed it away. And that meant pushing it to my side of the bed. And that's where it became a problem. Well, you should have hugged it. Hugged <laughs> it. His name is Shark Dave. It is Shark Dave. It All is. right. Um, go on. Anyway. So speaking of going back and talking about Cheers stuff. Got uh, it. Uh, the writer on this episode is Heidi Perlman. Oh. Yeah. So this is a real hitter. That's funny because I feel like we've thought. Yeah. Her writing was like really hit or miss. It sure is. Um, because I mean, we really like so like yeah, because she wrote the the big cheers get everybody in that's left from cheers in an episode episode. Um, but she also wrote Door Jam, the one with mm -hmm. the spa, which we loved. Uh Daphne does dinner, fantastic, mm -hmm. great episode. Uh Analyzed Kiss not as good mm -hmm. um but the also the one i always think is the other one with the uh sexual harassment episode not that one that's mm -hmm. not that one but it's the other one and then i'm listening which is the one where he uh fraser fraser like was eavesdropping all the time and thought ronnie was cheating on on martin and oh yeah. right, right, right that was kind of just like meh yeah um, okay well i want to like go on the record right now Mm -hmm. And just say, I like this episode. Mm -hmm. We've had a bunch of episodes in, in a row where it was just like, Neh. yeah. And I really enjoy this one. Yeah, so, I had a good time. I had a good time watching so this. So, I finding out who the, who the writer is is always very exciting. Mm -hmm. Yes, I probably could just pay attention at the end and or the beginning or wherever they put those things. I don't even pay attention. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. at the end. Do they put you see that it at the beginning? You do. See oh, it. I never notice. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Me neither. And it's like the thing I do every time. Yeah, I, I think notice. it's. I haven't watched it enough to just like focus on other things. Yeah. So, um, this is one of several lasts on uh, uh, uh related. So we're we're getting into some things where you could just kind of go. This is the last time blank happens. This is the last Heidi Perlman episode. So. You know, not not that she's somebody that's written a ton, but like this is the last one for Heidi Perlman. So I'm um, saying we're getting into that place. This is going to be a lot of last episodes for this writer. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, so we're st we're starting in Fraser's apartment with a thunderstorm. With a thunderstorm. Yeah. I just totally forgot about that. Yeah, I know. It, it was um uh yeah, it was interesting because it was like we were watching a different show we were watching avatar today and there was a thunderstorm that started in it and mm -hmm. then and it was like weird because it was thundering outside and then so then when it started up that just felt right and then i was like wait no that's that's just in the show it doesn't it's unrelated but then i was also watching this today that had thunderstorms mm -hmm. before they'd really started but like there's a lot of thunderstorms happening yeah uh, i watched last night mm -hmm. and yeah so weird 
But I love I love the thunderstorm trope of when people are like it's like this ominous thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I love that Niles was called here from the gifted infants toy expo. Yeah, yeah. Um, because Fraser has committed a crime. <laughs> yeah, I think this is some this is some top notch like like Fraser over dramatic mm-hmm. like uh, stuff here. Like this is fun. This is a f- yeah. This is a like a pretty fun over the top like premise just to begin with. Yeah. Well, I love that Niles guesses that you know some kind of petty thing. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, like a real one that could get me arrested. Right, right. And then he, you know, him, Niles trying to like spend the rest of the episode like, and then you did this. And he's yeah. like, no. Yeah, yeah. But I do like how how over the top he goes because it's very reminiscent of when the episode where they break into their old house and like they do th- try to do the like you know uh, uh investigate the murder thing and it gets very mm-hmm. like over the top dramatic stuff like it feels a lot like that mm-hmm. kind of thing which i really enjoyed yeah uh, it's got that kind of clue feel yes and then um i just thought of something else where they do something like this and it just flew out of my mind <laughs> mhm Oh well. Um I love that when he Fraser starts retelling the day, like he just gives the weather and Niles is like, No, you don't have to give me that detail. Like right. that's fine. Right. Um but we find out he uh was had a terrible cough because there was an over over n- nutmegging or something. Right. Over nutmeg uh, they over nutmegged his uh macchiato. So then we're in the studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're getting that call from Babette. Babette, yeah, she's she's got she got she got a, a stealing problem. She's got a problem with stealing. Uncontrollable urge to steal. <laughs> yeah. it just, it's just exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you could move on to tattoos, piercings, because <laughs> I think you it's about an adrenaline rush. Yeah, but I feel like it's a very specific type of adrenaline rush, and like tattoos and piercings is about like a you know pain, whereas like stealing is a different kind of. Um, you could feeling. just sneak out at night, I guess. <laughs> sneak out at night. Yeah, okay. well, isn't that a kind of a bad rush? I mean, I think it depends on who you are. I don't think Babette um. here is like. I think Babette here is a lot, probably allowed to go outside if she wants to. Well, I, I fine. I, I'm going to tell you from knowing who plays Babette, she's probably old enough to go uh, choose to go outside on her own. Well, so am I, but we all get our kicks somehow. <laughs> yeah, would you get an adrenaline rush from just going out at night? Well, I mean, right now, maybe. No, I would never go outside. But look, fear gives adrenaline also. I mean, that's true, but I don't, I don't know. It's not <laughs> the same. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Though I do have a weird image just for some reason flashed into my mind because it's been raining all day is that I would sneak out of the house and like get into a rowboat and like row down the street. The thing is, like we've been talking about it raining a lot today. It's raining enough that in some places you can like this bat was like flooding all around Massachusetts right now. Cool. We're just lucky that we live at the top of a hill, so the Mayflower will be pulling in at any moment. <laughs> okay, I'm just thinking of it like 
That scene in Ghostbusters 2 when the Titanic rolls in. Oh, yeah. Why is there a ghost ship? I mean, why is there a ghost It's the train? Titanic. Well, because I know. Because ghost activity is very high because of all of the, the activated slime under the city. It's like you've never watched the movie. Come on. <laughs> and this is why I'm tired. This is why I'm tired all the time. I just can't do it. I can't do this all the time, Dave. I just can't. I w- the thing is... I. You know this, but I, the audience might not. I would never have said that if not for the fact that you and I have referenced specific, specifically Ghostbusters 2 a lot That's to each other. That's because Ghostbusters 2 is amazing. It is. It is. They're uh, just, it's so goofy. Mm-hmm. Like, the first movie is, like, the classic better yeah, movie. Sure. But, you know, like, you know, it is Vigo. Yeah. They go some places in Ghostbusters 2 that they did not go in Ghostbusters 1, like, yeah. in terms of, like, over-the-top ridiculousness, that is a lot of fun in a very different way. And also finding that out that, like, Dan Aykroyd's just, like, really in the paranormal stuff. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. is amazing. Like, his whole family has been for generations. It's awesome. They, invent- they, like, invented spiritualism. I don't... They did? They, they were, like, at the forefront of, like, the spiritualist movement in the 1800s. When I was born. <laughs> anyway, Fred's just coughing a bunch while trying to give advice about about this kleptomania. And then, not using the cough button. We know he's got a cough button. Talked about it. Usually he uses the echo button when it's supposed to be the cough button. That's a thing we know, but he definitely has one. And he's not even trying to use a cough button right now. He's just coughing into the microphone a bunch. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's why you got a cough button. We don't. We should get a cough button. Why is there not a cough button? On the microphone. Well, I guess there is. You could push mute. You could push mute. I will tell you, there's because we use the Blue Yeti microphones. Great microphones. They've got a button real easy on the front to turn it on and off, except it makes a sound when you turn it on and off, and there's always just enough of a delay that you both times you do it, you record the sound of the microphone turning on and off. The button pushing down, you can it records that, which means when, like... When I'm editing Android Dreams, half of the people, like most of the people on Android Dreams have the same microphone and I have, like, I can, some of them habitually will mute their mic if they're mm-hmm. not doing a thing. And I'm always like, okay, now I got to cut that bit out because I, you can hear them muting the microphone. Oh, see, like when I do, when I'm in like video chat, I just mute myself in the video. Uh-huh. In the thing. Yeah, because that doesn't make a sound. Yeah, and I, I do that like if I'm eating or something. So I'm just like listening to people. So right. they're around to hear me like, you know, like. Blah, 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 right. Because I eat like a goblin. <laughs> so I, you know, it's just to be considerate to other people. Yeah. I will say it would be good if we had uh, cough buttons or something like that to use when we're like drinking. Because you know what? I cut a lot of ice clink sounds out of. Keep them in. <laughs> Anyway, okay, but he's not so, using the cough button. Is all I'm saying. So he had an uncontrollable urge to steal. Yeah, Babette does. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shout out to Devo. Not, <laughs> I don't even know the mic picked that up. Um, so Roz just like goes and gives the advice, mm-hmm. which is seek counseling, go to a sport group. You're you're trying like you're using stealing to like feel fill an emptiness in your life, mm-hmm. and. And then Roz is like, of course I know how to do this. We've been doing this for like 11 years now. Yeah. And we deal with the same boring problems all the time. 
Right, like enough that she just knows what the answer is, and 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 I do like when um like he kind of tries to g- give examples of like when uh um he didn't give the same advice, but it still kind of came down to the same advice mm-hmm. anyway. Well, we find out that Fraser is bar- borrowing a hammer. Mm-hmm. And Niles guesses that he's going to like he needs his hammer to like deal with this person's car <laughs> that he thinks he is smashed in with the hammer. Yeah, because it's really incriminating. Uh huh. Also, but why did he not borrow a hammer from Martin? He has a hammer at home. Yeah, like definitely. This is kind yes. of weird. Anyways, weird. he's just putting up his. Fraser, Dr. Fraser Crane placard for his yeah. parking spot. And we find out that this lady's been parking there. And anyways, I want to like say that she's the worst, but she's not exactly, except yeah. that she's definitely been ignoring the notes that yeah. he's been putting on her car, which yeah. is just rude. Yeah. Plus she's like, I didn't know it was reserved. Like, the thing is, the sign is kind of hanging loose there, but, like, there's still definitely a very prominent sign that says reserved for for him. Don't do this. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand why women do this, because the patriarchy. Right. And uh, you don't want to cause conflict. You don't want Mm -hmm. something bad to happen to you. But I hate the fact that, you know, she's like, oh, that sounds fun, but I can't today or tomorrow or next week or ever. And it's just, I think it would have been, I don't know. I just, I just feel like there is a polite way to just say, I'm not, no thanks. I would love for that to be true. And then you hear the stories of women who try to be direct about it and just be like, I'm not interested. And then they die so hey men stop it just stop it like i don't blame any woman who does this thing where they try to be like oh i just can't ah that day ah what a shame every day i'm busy well it's it's weird how men don't like when women aren't honest mm -hmm. but don't like when they are honest either right so uh get your stuff together yeah Um, it's like that there's that old donald glover bit about how like you know men have all these stories about their crazy ex-girlfriends but you don't hear the same stories about like crazy ex-boyfriends and it's like why not it's like oh because those women died like that's the thing that's like yeah why like um that's the thing about oh (laughs) that's the that's the messed up thing about our that's the messed up thing about our world is that like women swear jar (laughs) yeah but maybe just cut out a moment um where there would be a swear jar that's i almost never do that on this um i'm usually pretty dave good. is passionate about <laughs> I this i am really passionate about this I, i'm we we're in a heated moment yeah. of history right now yeah. and we're just like in it yeah we're just in it mm-hmm. sure are so um anyways like i understand like it feels not great mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like kind of sulky about it. Mm-hmm. Though I um, do like that it's not just Niles guessing that he smashed the thing. I like that there's oh. like you see. Uh, sorry, I wanted to get back to what we were saying because like Niles's initial guess that he took the hammer to like smash this woman's car for being in his parking space. I like one of the things I really enjoy about this episode is that it keeps showing him in Niles's imagination doing the things. So I do like that. Like there is a shot of him just like smashing up this person's car as like 
as if he would ever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and, like it was, it is like sort of an amusing. But it, it this sort of happens in the like movie uh, version of High Fidelity. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. they have this idea, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh wait, and then you're like, oh that doesn't happen at all, yeah, but it happens yeah. like in your imagination, right? And I really love when they do this on TV, where right. it's just like. Oh, and then this happened, and you see the scene play out, mm-hmm. but that's not what happened at all. Yeah. Oh, the X Files. That's what I was thinking of. There's an yeah. from the original series. There's like that episode of X Files, and it's like Mulder thinks that Scully has that crush on the sheriff. Yeah. So I, that's I'm pretty a, sure that's the vampire episode. Right. So that's a slightly different trope, but like I get what you. That's the Rashomon trope, where like there's three different versions of the story. Yeah. But none of them are the true one. Yeah, but it also happens a little in this too with Daphne, like Niles explaining and then like Fraser explaining what Daphne and Niles are doing and yeah. then like Ronnie and Martin, how yeah, they're like yeah. rubbing it in their yeah, yeah, faces yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. like, that's not how it went. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. he's like, it went like this. And mm-hmm. it's just like, um, I don't think so. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So that brings us to the next section. How to deal with a dim bulb. Well, it's weird how Roseanne's mom showed up. For the second time. What was the first time? In the episode Fraser Light, she was the caller. Oh. Remember I was saying she mm-hmm. uh, played the mom of Jackie on Oh yeah. On, on, on the Connors. You mean um Nanny G. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, Estelle Parsons who appeared as a caller in in, in episode eleven twelve, Fraser Light, um now is Fraser's neighbor, I guess. There's always someone old living next to Fraser <laughs> yeah. that needs help changing a light bulb, and also it's her freaking birthday and she never mentions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is she flirting with Fraser? It feels like she's flirting with Fraser, but I can't tell if that's what's Well, it feels like that, except that she's then going on a date. Yeah. That is true. But, like, it feels a lot like it's meant to be uh, uh, her flirting. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, um, So I did, okay, I really like the way they, because t- she talks in all of these, like, really obvious metaphors mm-hmm. and things, like, or similes, whichever one, Um, uh, a whole bunch, like, they're just really obvious, like, common, like, idioms and things mm-hmm. and, and, and all these things. And then when, oh, what is it, the thing that he actually, I'm, try- I'm trying to get the, no, with, like, so she's trying to get him to come over and change a light bulb because the last time, like, she tried, she fell off the ladder and laid on her back, like, and he's like, like, like a turtle on his shell. She's like, like, for a half an hour before the ambulance came. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I just, I really like that moment when she's already said that all these things, like, busy as an anthill and blah, blah, like, all these, li- uh, blah, blah, blah. How so can you like, be busy as an anthill? Oh, I get it. Yeah. Anthill's pretty busy. Um, I mean, I don't know. I can't see inside. <laughs> Like, everybody all taking a nap. I don't know. <laughs> Bugs don't sleep. The thing is, like, the hill part often is pretty busy. We don't know if, like, the colony is busy, but, like, the hill part, there's often a lot going on at the actual hill part. There's a lot going on at the hill part? Yeah, there's always, like, ants coming in and out, but carrying stuff and all kinds of stuff. The actual hill part, there's usually a lot going on. We can we can assume there's probably more going on underground, but, like, for all we know, they're, like, walking in and they're just, like, they've all got a little hammock. Right inside. They walk in, they lay down in a little hammock, and they just chill. We don't know. We don't know. For all we know, if you've got like an ant farm, those ants are performative ants. They've been trained to act like they work a lot, but maybe ants when they go down, as soon as they go underground, they're just like, get in my my hammock, my ant. 
they make Ant, the ha- antmic. No, they would just call it a hammock, or what? I guess they would just call it whatever they call it an ant language. Right. That's what I was trying to guess is what they call it. Something we don't know. By the way, I read an amazing thread on Twitter. I won't get into the whole thing, but basically, you, made, you read an amazing thread on what? Twitter. Oh. I won't get into the whole thing, but basically, it's about how this guy, in his time staying at home, has gotten into the habit of going into his backyard at night and like laying in a hammock and reading a book and sometimes his big gray cat goes back there and sometimes he can coax it up into the hammock and one day he tried to do that and it wasn't his cat it was a raccoon and it did it got up there and then he realized it was a raccoon and then he was he was like oh no and he tried to get out and it was a disaster for everyone involved like (laughs) nobody liked what was going on when he tried to get out of that hammock why what happened basically like at one point he tried to like he was like straddling the hammock because like Mm -hmm. if you just roll out one side Mm -hmm. who knows what direction the the raccoon's gonna go so Mm -hmm. but then it ended up the raccoon just sliding down towards his crotch and making a sound of it not being happy and then he was just (laughs) like trying to roll his way out why did the raccoon jump into the hammock with a person? I don't know, but basically he did a thing to try and coax it up there, and the raccoon apparently was like, alright, cool, let's do this. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that raccoons could become like friendly to people mm-hmm. because they like food, they're mm-hmm. really motivated by like food, and um, hang out in places where they see people, mm-hmm. and like squirrels get really um, aggressive and will mm-hmm. jump on people mm-hmm. for food. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, give me that, give <laughs> me that French fry, give me that entire um, blizzard from Dairy Queen. <laughs> yep. All I know is I'm pretty sure it ended with him going inside and the raccoon just chilling in his hammock for a while. He's just like, this is just the raccoon's okay, hammock but now. How does he read the book in the hammock without not getting, without there not being a million bugs and also <laughs> there's no lights? I don't know. I, he didn't really go into those details because he have really like a the... mine helmet on, like a miner's helmet. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. It could be like a Kindle, like a, you know, like, like an iPad. Like or an something. iPad thing. Yeah. I want to sit out night, in the dark. Night mode. That's when goblins come out. <laughs> That's when you got goblins, brownies, mm-hmm. uh, trolls, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cr- crones. Yep. Crolls. Cr- yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, that's true. I mean, that is true. That is when all those things happen. But, um, but also, as we've discovered this weekend, sitting in your backyard is nice. Yeah, it is. So, you know. I get it. I would love a hammock. I love hammocks. Mm -hmm. I'm all about that ant lifestyle. (laughs) Okay. Um, so they talk about the changing the light bulb thing and then like, um, Fraser says he'll do it. But he goes inside and everyone's looking at the engagement party photos mm-hmm. of like Martin and Ronnie and yeah. like Daphne's there. And then we find out that these are all taken on a camera that Fraser gave Martin forever ago. Yeah, like 10 years ago at this point. And then they're just like, wow, you're the same. You're wearing the same jacket. <laughs> you're the same person. And yeah. then Fraser's like, no, this is hardly the same jacket. I've had it relined. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will say, okay, can I? Uh, yes. It's kind of funny. I feel like, you know, I've read about how, like, kind of the whole point of, like, what Kelsey Grammer wanted in this is that there, 
he was Frazier was never going to be like married in this right like he, he was never going to have kids and do all that stuff it was the whole point of it was to be just sort of like that wasn't what it was about even though a lot of it is about his romantic life mm -hmm. but it is interesting that now we're in season 11 and the whole thing of it is, is almost like hey Kelsey Grammer this is what happens to your character when you can't have a permanent romantic relationship is he gets stuck after 11 years he feels like in a rut because like he has a whole book to write. <laughs> True. But it's just like, it feels like this is this ep this season is about the repercussions of making that decision 11 years ago. It would have been boring if he had gotten in a relationship. Uh, yeah. Like, I I agree that it, but at the same time, a lot of- I mean, of he probably should have just dated Roger. <laughs> probably, yes. Probably. Um, I love that Niles is like saying that the story is going too slow yeah. and then he needs to like- yeah, uh, you know, pick it up essentially yeah. because he's like, yes, I remember this thing that happened yeah, four and... hours ago. Yeah, like it just happened. I was there. Um, I know. And but this is where we get that moment you were talking about—the kind of like almost Rashomon moment where they're just talking about like, look how far we've come and look how happy we are. But mm -hmm. Fraser's hearing it as like, look how far we came, like without you. Look how yeah. happy we are. Separate from you. Like, how, mm -hmm. look how good our lives are without you. Well, you know, old Frage, he's got his own routine, mm -hmm. which you find out Opal's talking about. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I just know it was you in the elevator. Yeah. And you're just so predictable. That's uh -huh. why I gave you a key to my apartment, because you'll find me. Yeah. Opal, you know, Opal, who we've seen so many times mm -hmm. and have known for so long that she definitely knows Frazier's routine. Yep. Th that makes total sense for those of us who've definitely... Well, been analyzing this. And Opal know. has something in her house that also Niles has in his house that I I wanted this for years, <laughs> uh -huh. which is yep. a like built-in bookcase with a little sliding like ladder. Uh -huh. Just give me a big old room full of books. <laughs> yes, uh -huh. like give me the just a wall shelf full of trinkets. I'm into it. <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. It, it's just an aesthetic I really like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the more Opal keeps talking to Fraser about these things and saying, like, oh, well, you know, you should be active like me. Like, I'm dating and this whole mm -hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going on a date on my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and don't bring the date. Is she still on the date when she comes home? I Okay, we can get into this in a bit, but I think so. But I think we should get there when we're when we're talking about that bit later. Because first, this is the bit where Fra we see Fraser goes actually to her apartment to help her change mm -hmm. the light bulb. I was I was pretty amused by this thing where where she's like just bringing him some tea, and mm -hmm. he's like, "I was admiring your bust." Like mm -hmm. I was like, I, I liked this whole thing where she thinks she doesn't think he's talking about the like statue of mm -hmm. somebody's head that mm -hmm. he's holding uh, but uh like so i did kind of enjoy the the dialogue here mm -hmm. um because she's just so casual about it like it's kind of fun a funny almost how she's just sort of like cool with him like like definitely thinks she's taking he's meaning a different thing and she's just like chill with that i don't i mean look this, I'm not saying this you lady's can be chill. down i'm not saying you can't be chill with that i really have nothing wrong with that because <laughs> obviously they've known each other for a very long, very time. long time they're close friends essentially right. so mm -hmm. like you know there's a huge difference between like a stranger coming up and saying yeah, that yeah. kind of comment and like someone you know yeah but yeah that that's a very amusing thing i mm -hmm. also like well when this we gets back to the thing where i think 
think she was flirting with him. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And then she's going on a date. So then I was like, well, I guess not. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it was a little weird where I was like, oh, I guess she's like t- fine with taking it that way because she's like flirting with him. But then it was like, oh, well, maybe the thing is like sometimes you want you're willing to flirt with somebody. But then you're like, look, this person isn't reciprocating. So I'm going on a date. But then if they start talking about the bust, you might be like, all right, I'll, t- um, I'll, I'll have this conversation. OK. And then <laughs> and then um, I we, we find out the big reveal of his crime, which is that he's stole this thing from opal yeah and it's just some big medallion in there yeah it's just some it's whatever anyways niles please help me <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh because this kind of is yeah. confusing because we i think i don't know when the how to deal with a dim bulb thing mm-hmm. pops up but uh it- like ends officially mm-hmm. but we have sort of kind of a weird commercial break or something that happens and mm-hmm. like the Back in Fraser's apartment, we're finding out about the decorative medallion, and mm-hmm. that he's plagued by guilt because he took it. Right, but even he though like he be- is excited by it, he is. But I did like that. Like bef- again, before he actually takes it, Niles is like still trying to guess at his crime, and he's like, because he's talking about the bust, and he's like, yeah, and you and you attacked her with the bust, and he, and like that, the like over dramatic thing of her like rearing back yeah. in terror, like is very good. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I really like this shot because like it's so silly the way she does it that I think it's it's like really it makes it more very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's yeah. But now we're back in like the real point in the apartment where we know the, the truth, what's really going on. I love that Fraser thinks he's going to go on a crime spree, and uh-huh. he reflects that by, like, showing that... What did he steal from Niles? His handkerchief. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, he he's like, I don't want to deal with it. Uh-huh. And then he, like, gets the fingerprints on... He's like, your fingerprints are on it. You have yeah, yeah. to help me now. Yeah, yeah, which was very, like, which is a very fun moment that I really enjoyed. But also, like, here's the thing. Like, Niles holds, keeps his handkerchief on his inside pocket, usually, right? Like, of mm-hmm. his jacket. Which means, like, Fraser did some, like, real, like, like, he rolled a 20 on his sleight of hand check. Like, he did a real... <laughs> this is, like, an impressive pickpocketing move to manage to get Niles' handkerchief. I mean, we've without... all grown up with that. I mean, I watched Aladdin, mm-hmm. and that's how you survive. Yeah, if you're a street rat, like Aladdin... How dare Fraser you? is not not that. He's never been that. Yeah, it's true. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did. I once stole. You once stole. I once stole something from a neighbor when I was like, I don't know, four years old. You know what the story. You criminal. And, um, what was it? You it monster. Was a, it was a plastic bubble lawnmower. <gasps> so I took it over to my house because it just left it in the yard, right? Like mm-hmm. us kids do. And I brought it home. And across the street because he was my neighbor and I'm like just zooming around the little thing and, and then you criminal mastermind and then like then I went over and just put it back in the yard <laughs> and then it, and then I never did get a bubble lawnmower it didn't even have bubbles in it it was just like the <laughs> oh, lawnmower no. I never I wanted... knew that part I never knew it didn't yeah have it didn't bu- have any bubbles no, in it that's the worst I just oh uh, I because here's the thing I I've always loved this story. I've always loved imagining little four-year-old Diana just bubbling her way around the lawn, like, 
with no. this with this stolen lawnmower. Also, probably just a little bit racked with guilt, like some tiny part of her, almost certainly just like. No, I was pretty proud of myself. I was like wearing a little floral dress, which was the best thing. And I was just like, they got enough toys over at that house. I deserve this lawnmower. They left it in the yard. They couldn't have cared that much. Uh, uh, Okay. Well, I feel like that says a lot. I thought I was going to get super yelled at, and I didn't. They were, I think they were kind of amused that I did this. So they knew. Oh, yeah. Like, my dad, I was, like, pushing the lawnmower. Oh, you don't know this? I would push the lawnmower, and then my parents were, like, clapping at me. Uh-huh. uh-huh. They were like, yay, good job pushing the lawnmower. And then I'm like, and then they're like, okay, we got to, like, take it back. And I was like, but I really didn't want to. <laughs> of course you didn't want to. I, I just feel like there's something slightly, just a little bit sadder about the story, knowing there weren't bubbles yeah, there weren't bubbles in there. I know. I still want a bubble lawnmower. I know. That's part of the reason. I'm like, I feel like you would like a bubble lawnmower today. I don't even know. I mean, I just like bubbles in general. Right. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like you would like the idea of a bubble lawnmower, but if you got one, I don't know that you would ever go even into our backyard. No, I wouldn't. And use it. Because somebody gave me some of those little, like, popping, like, firecracker things you throw on the sidewalk. Uh-huh. And I did it one time, and I was like, wow, that's loud and scary, and I don't want to do it ever again. But I was, like, obsessed with those for years. Yeah. And then. No, they're just sitting on the bookshelf. I'm never going to use them. I'm so scared of them. Uh-huh. Although, this is the time where people are setting off fireworks, so... Someone sure is. Dun, dun, dun! They okay, so now off. now we're actually in Opal's apartment again. Right. Trying, trying to return the metal. I love this thing about how Fraser's like a danger junkie. <laughs> right, right. Um, But I also like that we have this callback. So they get into the apartment and it's dark and they're trying to put this thing away. But mm-hmm. before they're even able to do that, the door opens. Mm-hmm. And I love that we get this kind of callback to Fraser's scream because he <laughs> does his like oh, yeah, scream yeah, yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they go and hide. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's a surprise party. Yeah, yeah. Like all, like her family, like Opal's family's come in to try and like set up a surprise party. Mm-hmm. So they're telling everybody to go and hide. I, and I love that no one finds them. Yeah. And then they just step Which, out. Somebody, she, they hide behind a curtain. Someone hides on the other side. Like yep. somebody's behind this curtain. Yep. I expected that person to jump out early screaming, but like somebody's. Somebody goes behind the same curtain that they're already hiding behind. Yeah, but they're on the other side, so... Sure, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, totally. I know. Anyway, so yeah, so when Opal comes in, she comes in with another person. I think this is her date. Oh, I thought it wasn't her, like, son. Oh, I guess he's already there. The son who's, like, the district attorney. Right. They find out, which makes them very nervous because they're there to return this thing, and then Mm -hmm. we find out... You know, it's her birthday or whatever, and mm-hmm. then they're gonna take a picture of her bronze, her 1936 uh, Olympics bronze medal from yes. Berlin. Yeah. Okay. One, it's crazy to me that those Olympics happen. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Wasn't there supposed to be an Olympics this year? Yes. And there was. Delayed. Yeah, yeah. It's not happening. And then it was gonna be in Japan, I think. 
And then um, we, yeah, they're like really grilling them about mm-hmm. like, why are you here? I don't know who you are. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. And I like that they're just like, oh, we just, we went in with you and like, and, and. When we followed you guys in, and Opal's just like, Fraser's great. Just, just chill. Everybody chill. Fraser's cool. And We're then cool. they're all like, oh, you're Fraser Crane. And I and I love that Niles has is now being convinced to put the box away, mm-hmm. and that Fraser's like, I'm a celebrity. Every, they're watching my every move. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> so, interesting thing related to this little editor's note coming up in the transcript right here. Mm-hmm. So, the person who, like, recognizes Fraser. Mm-hmm. Um and takes Niles' coat. Uh, played by Bernadette Burkett, who's George Wentz' real life wife. So Norm from Cheers, his oh George Wentz' real life wife, who actually did play the voice of Vera, Norm's wife, multiple times in Cheers. Oh really? Yeah. And how is she not insulted by that? <laughs> Vera is like not a. Yeah, but like she's an actor. Like, you're, she's not playing George Wentz's wife. She's playing Norm's wife. Like, I know, it's a different person. but I, I get it. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, anyway, that's it. Like, there's, uh, yeah. So I, I just thought that was interesting. Like, she's that is interesting. she's played Vera as her her voice a number of times. Um. So we have the coat being slept. Like Niles goes to get the medal from the coat. Room, yeah. which is just like the bedroom, right? Because they to be polite. But why they take is there's co- woman sleeping on top? <laughs> Who is this woman? Maris. I don't know. She, we know she has a tendency to sleep on coats and parties. I don't know. Yeah, there's this old lady sleeping on a coat in the be- on the coats in the bedroom. But I'm just saying, Maris did this. We know this happened. Where so he gets the medal, yeah. and then I mean, this is kind of an amusing scene. But this whole thing where, like, um, Phaedra has to, like, tell a story to, uh, you know, distract everyone right. while Niles tries to, like, put it on the thing. And he's, like, talking about the cookies. Yeah, yeah. And Which I'm just suppo- like, this is the most boring story yeah. of all time. Because we just heard that at the Olympics, uh, Opal refused to shake hands with Hitler just because his hands look sweaty. And I was like... This joke didn't age well. Yeah, it really didn't. Like, today, I feel like you would not say it's just because they look sweaty. Like, whereas, like, when you, when this episode came out, I feel like you just sort of assume, like, Nazis are a thing of the past. So I can make a joke about this because everybody knows Nazis aren't cool. So you don't joke about maybe not having an ideological problem with Hitler, which is kind of what the joke is here. Like, I, I didn't do it because I have an I mean, ideological... there were lots of jokes about Hitler at this time. Yeah. Like, because people talked very casually and very, like, jokingly about mm-hmm. that. And yeah. I feel like all that's gone now. Yeah. Because you cannot joke about something. One, it it's... I mean, it's a complex issue, I think, mm-hmm. because it's like, uh, we're not the podcast for that. Uh, but you can't make these kinds of jokes anymore because it seems like too flippant in the face of like what's actually like going yeah. on in current events. Literally yesterday, in front of like the Massachusetts State House, there was a protest where a significant portion of the people in the crowd there were a not 
a non-zero number of people in the crowd who had shirts that said like National Socialist Party on yep. it. Well, I mean, like, they were dev- they were hugely outnumbered sure. by the Black Lives Matter of course. Pro- people protesting them. Sure. But my point is there were a non-zero number of people who were like I am openly a Nazi. And yeah, I don't think this should be a, I this is a thing. I know that we allow peaceful protests, but what are they protesting? There is no such thing as peaceful protest as a Nazi because the ideology is not peaceful. Like the ideology yes. itself is not peaceful. I think it was so therefore I think it's problematic be, and they should not they should It's well, beyond problematic. It's they should have not been allowed to do yes, that. And yeah. because it's not it's not like a religion, it's not like right. the it's not that, it's hate. It's right. a hate thing. Right. So anyway. I okay, felt like let- we needed to make it clear or feeling, but I just wanted to say, like, I feel like you, uh, so all I'm saying is, like, I feel like you wouldn't make this sort of flippant joke today because of the fact that, like, it isn't clear th- to some people, I guess, that Hitler bad. <laughs> and, like, and, but yeah, like, in, in, at this time, I feel like this is when we had that, like, hipster Hitler meme was still a thing. Oh, yeah, there's and a whole comic. Because, because yeah. you could do that. Because I mean, it was all making fun of it, him. Yeah, because we all assumed everybody agrees Hitler bad. And now we're all just sort of like, oh, it turns out not everybody agrees Hitler bad. So we can't make jokes that, like, make light of maybe not. And maybe we shouldn't have been making those jokes to begin with. Yeah, sure. But- I mean, that comes into question with something like that. But anyways, yeah. we're, it's, a, it's a heated time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it has been. Yeah. It's just everyone has decided to crawl out of their, like, uh, I don't know, frozen pods in time and be Uh like, this is the thing I stand for now. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe don't choose racism as the thing, as as your platform. Yeah. Maybe not choose the one group of people who we have agreed in any media. Killing them's bad because they're evil, which is Nazis. Like, if that's... I mean, there's a reason why there's multiple video games and movies all about killing Nazis because they are bad. Yeah, you make the same games about Nazis that you make about zombies because we all just sort of assume like it's that's all at a point where it's like ideology has reached a point where you just kill them because it's fine. Yep. Anyway, Frasier. Let's talk about Frasier. Not not just okay, because we could go so on for this for hours. This, this thing with Niles trying to put it back and yeah, then yeah. like he's on the ladder and then he like falls off like he nearly falls off yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just like so over the top and ridiculous yeah. and then like Phaser's like, okay, he saw a spider, he hates spiders, yeah, he and has heights. a fear crowd yeah. and and heights. So the thing interesting thing here is he they refer to this as like immersion therapy. Yeah. Which is literally the thing they were doing. Yeah. As an innovative new idea, last episode, yep. like they've never, he's never heard of immersion therapy before. It's an innovative well, I new mean, idea. He knew what it was because he did it in in um, grad school or whatever. He said that. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Last week, it was an innovative new idea. I know. <laughs> But anyways, this whole shoulder ride thing yeah. is like funny, and he's like, "No one can look." Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when it's on the shoulder, it's like we've done it. We've 
solved it. Now he's we're we're doing the whole all of it. Yeah, we're, because you know how you you can just cure a fear based thing like that. It just goes a hundred. Th- yeah, okay, yeah. no, I don't think it can ever go away a hundred percent. Of course not. This it is, can. Yeah, this is. But also, it's not true. Right, so right. It, that's the. I think that's the difference between him doing it in this episode and him doing it last episode. Last episode, talking about him curing her clown phobia it's like that's ridiculous in this episode he's just desperately grasping at any way to get out of this situation and i'm like now it's just funny to me oh because yeah. getting it's... this like like piggyback ride the uh-huh. shoulder yeah, yeah. on top of the shoulder i don't know if there's a name for that just uh, yeah, i don't know if there no, is because i think like if you're piggyback and i don't even know yeah, is pi- that an pi- okay piggy- term to even use now I don't know. If, I don't think I don't, there's any reason why it would I be I don't bad. know, but now I question everything. Of course. Um, no, so I feel like when you say a piggyback ride, you're talking about arms around the neck, shoulder yeah, area, yeah. legs That's around the waist. That's more on your back. Yeah. Whereas this like shoulder ride thing is a very different. Yeah, but I'm impressed by it, I have to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is some like solid physical work here. I, I got to say, like, I I watch when they try to walk out and Niles hits his head on the, the like mm-hmm. first thing. And I was like, at first I thought I saw the, the set kind of shake. And then I went back and watched it again. And I was like, oh, no, it doesn't. This is like solid. This mm-hmm. set is solid enough. It doesn't shake when he hits like I don't think he hits as hard as it looks. I think he is bouncing and they probably mm-hmm. add a sound or like some sound mm-hmm. or whatever um because that's literally what slapstick is is adding mm-hmm. adding the sound to make it look like you hit harder mm-hmm. um with a by slapping sticks together but like they this is solid enough that like it's not shaking when he hits it this is not a soft thing he he like bumps into mm-hmm. um and then he hits his head on the door again on the way out and I'm like I'm sure they've done some things to make it not just Kelsey Grammer slamming David Hyde Pierce's head into some things. Are like, we sure? I, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, but still, like, <laughs> this looks very unpleasant when it happens. So. Um. Okay, so this, like, end scene mm-hmm. here. This Oedipal undies. Weird. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. because it's like Martin wants to pull this prank on Ronnie, where, mm-hmm. like, Frazier pretends to be Martin because she can't see without her contacts in. Yeah, this is a weird. That's a weird prank, Martin. That's a weird prank. That's a weird. I don't prank. know about that one, but yeah. you know, Frazier's looking at these photos, and Martin's like, "I used to be in a rut, and you know, then look at me now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ta da." Yeah, like you never know when it's gonna happen. Which, um, so here's the thing. This is interesting. The, once again, the transcript is saying like this is foreshadowing the next episode, Match Game, which is probably why it didn't air for several weeks. I didn't see Match Game. I have no idea what happens next. Well, it's foreshadowing Apparently Match Game. Foreshadowed by Martin saying, "You never know when thing happens." But I guess, sure, I, uh, yeah. I do like this end scene a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Niles, he's like, "Oh yes, I've stolen the sherry glass," and then yeah. he's like, "Which means he's got a taste for it now. He's got, yes. a, taste, he's got a taste for the for for the for the crime." And then like Niall, like he reaches for his like keys and he doesn't have them. And uh-huh. then Fraser comes out and he's like, "Got your keys because yeah. I took them and right. give me my sherry glass back because yeah. he knows." Yeah, he's like. Frazier has like a career in like yeah. like pickpocketing. Mm-hmm. Like it's funny because there's that early episode where somebody pick you know steals his identity yeah. and I think Nathan pickpockets Lane. him. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Well, he steals his briefcase, which is less of a pickpocket thing. Well, I thought he stole his wallet at the he end was... or did something. He might have stolen his wallet. It starts with him taking his briefcase, but there's... Yeah, I feel like there's other stuff. Ah, it's... Who knows? That was so long ago. This is literally years ago. We've yep. been doing this five years. Eleven years ago. Yes, exactly. <sighs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to say before we get into the end bits? So. Nope. Okay. Um. So, drinks in this episode... There's one over nutmeg macchiato. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll, obviously, he only wanted a whisper of nutmeg. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. And he got a full-throated shout of right, nutmeg. Right, right. nutmeg in his <laughs> Right. Uh, there's the, like, bottled water that he drinks to try and deal with his cough. Mm-hmm. Which definitely looks like a Fiji water. Oh, yeah. Um, but I feel like in one of these episodes, I called, I called, a, I called a Fuji water. Fiji water, not a Fuji. It's an apple, Dave. And it a mountain. Is. Yeah. And so many other things. It is. But it's not where these uh the water is from. Um and then there's the sherry they drink to sort of like help Fraser calm down from his crime. Uh uh yep. there's the tea they had that apparently um, is bad tea. The bad well. tea. The bad tea that so it's a Lipton. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really understand how tea is bad. I drink a lot of tea, but I also I mean, kind of like I know that Lipton tea is bad, mm-hmm. but I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a very much a cream, cream and like honey tea drinker, so maybe I just don't know. I mean, you know what? I was gonna say a thing, about, and then I realized like I was gonna get back into the whole political stuff that like we already talked about a bunch right now. Our, our British listeners know what I'm talking about. I'll explain later, but like I don't need okay. to take up more, okay. more okay. episode time on it. Anyway, and then they had some champagne at the birthday party. Right. So those are all the the drinks. Uh, caller in this episode, Babette. Yep. You have a fact about I this. I do. Okay. Uh, long time big Fraser fan, Helen Marin. Yeah. Whoa. Had the honor of being the final caller <gasps> on Fraser. Wow. No more callers on Frasier after this episode. Helen Mirren was the last. Oh, wow. Yeah, find a caller. I yeah. do have a word. I was going to say, what's the good word? Uh, it's brickle. Brickle. Oh, nice. Yeah, because Niles' initial guess on Frasier's crime is that he didn't send a thank you card to the like, opera for the Christmas brickle. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um. So there's not like a definition really for brickle, um, uh-huh. but butter brickle is a chocolate coated toffee first sold, blah, blah, blah. So it's like something from the 1920s and mm-hmm. it's basically like toffee. It's I'm assuming like what's in a Heath bar, you uh-huh. know, like it's a toffee kind of thing. Right. That's what a brickle is. It sounds <laughs> like what a brickle is. Yeah. yeah. And um, yep, that's the thing. Okay. Um so I guess let's uh rate the episode. Okay, I will go first. Okay. Uh a four point two. Uh-huh. Uh 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 the cookie on the left. <laughs> right, don't they reach for the cookie on the, both the cookie yeah, yeah, and yeah. the left? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um yeah, four point two feels good. It feels right. Like, yeah, I think I'm gonna give the same thing. I'm gonna give uh uh four point two opals. Nice. Yeah. Um so, because uh, because this is Heidi Perlman's last episode, I can tell you what her uh, final rating is as a writer on the on the, on the show. Okay. The current rating leading into this three point five four is what we've given. Mm-hmm. This episode 
Interestingly, on IMDb, 7.4. Low Whoa! rating. People do not, who have rated this episode, not a fan of this episode. Why? I, I don't know. I feel like this is that thing we, we were talking, I was talking about before, where, uh, where like, I think- We need to go on IMDb, make an account just to rate this episode. Yeah. Because I think that's unfair when the previous ones were like 8.5 or something. Yeah. They're like, this one's way better than the previous one. Yeah. I think- I really feel like this is one of those ones where it's like people don't really rate it. So the only people who rate it aren't into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it's got to be that thing. So, um, okay. I have just, while totally casually talking about this, like, like I wasn't doing, no like I wasn't doing nothing. Nothing's weird right mm -hmm. now. Managed to enter our ratings into the spreadsheet so I can right now tell you what Heidi Perlman's final rating was. Okay. Which is uh, 3.64. Went up a whole point one mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, based on so that's a pretty this good. I mean, alone. like, I don't think that's bad. No, like, it's, not, it's not bad. It's not that's bad. like a pretty good, like, average rating. Yeah, like, like, she's written seven episodes, an average of 3.64. That's fine. That's, that's a, pretty that's, good. That's, that's a pretty good rating. She, like, I don't think she ever got a one, so. No. Like, that's the thing. We've had some people who, like, we liked a lot of their episodes, mm -hmm. but then they got in the one area and it, like, dragged some things down. And, yeah, she was never there. It was, there was someone Like, who I know like, mm. she wrote that Cheers episode where everyone right. got back together that I'm just not a fan of. Right. But, you know, like, I still think that's a better episode than some other episodes. Oh, yeah. At least it's, like, memorable. Yeah. Like, some people are, like, really into that. Like, I feel bad. I know some people are really into that episode, and I'm just like, I was just like, eh. But, like. I, I think there's, like, a different p feeling with nostalgia, right? Yeah. It, it's, this is a thing, is if you have a lot of Cheers nostalgia, which I believed I did, uh -huh. but it turns out I just have Frasier nostalgia. <laughs> and I, yeah. I just don't have the connection to Cheers yeah. that I wish that I thought that I did because I definitely watched Cheers when it was airing and I uh -huh. thought I had like a lot of like good memories of that. Now I'm like, <laughs> I guess I just don't. You know what's funny is like I also felt that way and then I realized like, you know what I remember about Cheers? Members of the 1980s Celtics appearing on it as guest stars. Well, like we're, because I grew up in you know around people who followed the celtics and so when like you know various members of the celtics from the 80s who were like big star like basketball stars at the time when they'd show up we were in our area we were just like yo it's robert parish what up it's robert parish no but like if you i don't know who that is i know but like if you are we're into the Celtics in the 80s and you suddenly see Robert Parrish show up, you're like, what? I like bet my dad knows because he likes basketball. Okay, yeah. so a weird thing about my dad, this is not a fact about Frazier at all, uh -huh. but my dad played basketball mm -hmm. and um, a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and he even talked about how, like, you know, you'd wear Chuck Taylors. To play basketball. Right. Which sounds terrible. I like, know, but worn... that's super what people were wearing yeah. like in the 70s. Basketball shoes. And, and, like, yeah, it's terrible. so crazy. You can't you can't pump them up at all and like make you <laughs> boing, uh, well, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. 
I love what sneakers have just like, they are just like wild now. Sneakers are just like wild. Uh huh. People wait in lines to buy sneakers, and I love it. I love it. It's just, you know, like what you like. It's great. Mm hmm. Like, if SpongeBob sneakers like make you happy, do it. Uh huh. I have sh- I have shoes that say spooky on them, which should, which should surprise no one. Mm-hmm. I uh, someone's talking to me about the crow, and have I seen it? And I was like, no. And uh-huh. you should see the crow. They, I'm just like I'm not really goth. And they're like, oh, but you have feelings. <laughs> and I'm right. like. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's very weird how I'm like weirdly on the cusp of a bunch of weird niche things. Mm-hmm. And the internet kind of makes liking niche things possible. Yeah. Um. It And it makes, it's really interesting. Um. It makes sort of like selling those. This podcast only exists because the internet and right. only because, you know, because People can find it, and it's a niche thing, and we're niche, and, uh, you know, all of these things. Anyways, my dad liked basketball. That's the end. <laughs> so he probably knows that. The end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we end well, this Well, I mean, uh, please uh, look into, uh, you know, donating to, like, local bail bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to uh, the voices of uh, people of color. And, mm-hmm. you know, learn something about the history of where you live if you're living in the United States there. Well, we were not told everything. So mm-hmm. this is your time to uh, really dive into history and make a difference for people. Um, and uh, happy Pride Month! Mm-hmm. It's a it's a little late. It's like the end of it is June, it's, but and this fact, is this it won't aired, even be yeah. June by the time this goes up. But I didn't say it um, as a person that's included under that rainbow. So mm-hmm. you know, happy Pride! Hope. People, I know that Pride was different this year and heavy and everything, and there's lots of protests happening, mm-hmm. but um, sending um, love and hydration to everyone that is listening, and don't forget to look behind things, because um, there might be some Nazis you need to punch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I need to insert a tiny thing that is very less far less important than what you just said but a tiny bit more relevant because this is a Frasier podcast which is that I realized I don't know for sure that Robert Parrish was ever on Cheers Kevin McHale was on Cheers other Celtics were on Cheers I'm not sure Robert Parrish was he was mentioned on Cheers I don't know that he actually was ever on it I don't it would, it would appear he never was Kevin McHale I'm pretty sure was but my point still stands although I was making about like 80 Celtics players being on it anyway still you made a very good point i I agree with all the points you were making i just also realized like as i was saying it i might be wrong about who you're allowed to be wrong i know but like you don't know every celtic that was on cheers like 
goodness gracious. <laughs> I know, but my point was about being nostalgic about specifically about I know, members of the but Celtics we know, appearing. We and know. I, I'm not sure that Robert Parrish ever did. I, you're making me want to recount all the movies that have Luke Robitaille in it. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, sudden death. Um, the Mighty Ducks, maybe? I'm not sure. And I think there's some Mighty other Ducks things. Two? Was it the I first think it was one? a Mighty Ducks 2. I feel like um, it was Mighty Ducks 2. I don't know, but he's been in a lot of things, and I think secretly maybe wanted to be an actor, um, because he's in too many things. Also, I if you read romance novels, just because mm-hmm. they're like easy to read, and you're mm-hmm. into hockey, there are hockey romance novels. <laughs> like, ice hockey romance Um, Hold on, I'm going to find the name of them. This has nothing to do with Fraser. Please this do. A, yeah. a silly we're, we're aside. Ne- we're never ending. I, this episode is going to be so long, and I don't care. Like, we're never ending this episode. Uh... Let's see. He's probably going to take me a while to find. Okay. Um, so the author is Avery Flynn. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, these are the, uh, they are in the, I think they're called like the Ice Knights. The Ice Knights. Okay. Yeah. Um, each book in the Ice Knights series is standalone. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So you could just jump into the series yeah, at any time. So, it's so not there are like three books. canon that you need to follow. Right. There's one, yeah. Parental Guidance, uh, Awkward, Awkward, instead of Awkward, and <laughs> Loudmouth. Uh-huh. Um, this one had a person with a cool haircut on the cover, so I was like- Good haircut. Good haircut. Yeah. And then, okay. Here, here we go. Here's the- here, I'm going to read the like little description. Okay. I never meant to say a word, not one single word, but I did. And now, because of my blog, everyone knows that Ice Knights hockey star Ian Petrov's best friend and fellow player is actually his half-brother. <laughs> Hello, Hockey Hall of Famer dad who couldn't keep his jeans zipped. That wouldn't be such a big deal if, if Ian knew he didn't. A boy ha- howdy is he pissed. And who is he ma- most mad at? Oh, sure. It's, he's upset with his dad and former best friend brother from another mother, but most of his ire is with me. Is that how you say it? Ire? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely a case of hating the messenger. Anyways, <laughs> and what could make it worse? How about the two of us being trapped together in a remote cabin after a massive blizzard? <laughs> Neither of us can leave. <laughs> Just us, the snow, his resentment, and oh my god, or, sorry, OMG, sexual tension. So thick it would take a snowplow to break through it. I've got to get out of here before I do something even dumber than I've already than I've already done and kiss the sexy, snarly grump with his misplaced anger and perfect packs. That would be the worst, the absolute worst. That's why I'm not going to do it. Nope, really. So why can't I stop imagining what it would be like? Anyways. Wow. Loudmouth. Yeah. A hot romantic comedy about wow. hockey. <laughs> Anyways, I think it was a genre that has thoroughly been like just not romance and sports. <laughs> Look, we're all into it. Thank you. I mean, I I want to read this book. I don't have high hopes for it. And uh-huh. I don't know when I'm going to do that. But I just amuse that it exists. I'm I'm just so happy that Maybe. such a genre exists as romance and sports. Yeah, we needed it. People act like women don't like sports, and we like sports. Uh huh. Like, come on, and not just because everyone has good pecs or something. That's a <laughs> silly. We just like hockey, right? And, and we're and because we want people. We we're just like, yeah, that's this is sport is totally ridiculous, and we like it. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm done. I'm done now. Okay. I just have to say we're we're gonna keep going over the okay. because I I was trying to I feel like I can't find them. I feel like other bust actual Boston sports people showed up on Cheers. But I, I can only find Kevin McHale now. And what I found was him appearing on the episode. Where have all the floorboards gone? Yeah, that face you're making is the correct one. Okay. Um, But I also need to read you the storyline description from IMDb. The first sentence. After Frazier suggests that she change her hairstyle, Lilith does get a new hairdo. That is the opening line from the summary on IMDb of the episode where Kevin McHale appears. That the uh, obviously we'll be tuning into that. <laughs> also featuring Glenn Ordway, who is. I hope the- she gets a bisexual bob. <laughs> yes, uh, Glenn Ordway, who like I don't expect anyone listening to really to recognize, but I like as soon as I saw that name show up, I was like. What? Glenn Ordway's in this because he is the guy who I used to listen to on the local sports radio all the time. He's like the host of like the the big show with Glenn Ordway, who is the like sports show I used to listen to all the time when I would listen to those at work. Like before I just got out of the habit of listening to those things when I was like into that just because I had a radio that I would listen to at work. You know, uh, that's what I would listen to. So when I, as soon as I saw that name show up, I was like, yo, Glenn Ordway. He has a sandwich named after him at that sandwich place we always used to go to, Al State Street Cafe. If you're ever in Boston and it's open, go. Al State Street Cafe. It's fantastic. This is not a paid advertisement. They just make great sandwiches at a good price. I highly recommend. I highly recommend if you're in downtown Boston and you need a sandwich, go there because it's awesome. But Oh, just make sure if you're ordering a hot sandwich, you get in the hot sandwich yeah, line. Oh. And if you because it is very much like that yeah. controversial episode of Seinfeld, which we yeah, all yeah. know. We know what why it's controversial. Yes. But it's much like that. Put your phone away, be ready to order, know what you want, get in the right line. It's very like once you're in the line, they want you to just like do the thing, get the thing. You can stand to the side. Figure I don't out like you... it. It's too snarky. You can, made... stand... you can take your time, figure out what you want. Just don't get in the line. No, but I remember once I ordered an eggplant parm for both of us. Uh-huh. And then the and then they're like, oh, she wants like a veal parm, you know, like. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh. No. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. We're not going to give you that. Yeah. And I'm like, ha, ha, that's not funny. Yeah. I feel like I I agree. I do. I, I'm I don't pre- like that kind of joking. I understand. Yeah. I feel like that's a very Boston way to joke, yeah. and I do not like. Yeah, I know. It's definitely meant to be in good fun. Like, yeah, I know, because I know those because I went there so much. I yeah, know. No, I like- I totally get why they did the joke. Just yeah. I don't know them. Right. That's the thing. Like I'm saying, I'm I only don't know defending them. it. Bec- I'm only defending it even a tiny bit because I went there so much that I know what they're trying to do. Yeah, I am that not. Doesn't mean it's okay. I don't want my business person, uh, like cashier experience, to be jokey unless they know me right. because I go in there all the time. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like they used to know me. Like I used yeah. to because. I used to stop. Th- I've talked about this place before where, like, I used to go there and see baby pictures on the wall. And now I see teenager pictures on the wall when I go and it's like, oh, my God, I've been going to this place for too long. Anyway, like- now they're like grandmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting there. Yeah. Um, anyway, they 
the Glenn, uh, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because Glenn Ordway and everyone on his show used to have sandwiches named after them in this place because they used to go there all the time because Al was such a frequent caller to their show that they started going to his place because he would just call there so much to talk about sports that they started going to his cafe and then he, they got sandwiches named after them. Yeah, it's so, cool. It's yeah. a cool place. The sandwiches are great. Yeah, they are. Fantastic. So if, if you find yourself in Boston in need of a Just a know good that sandwich, they make jokes like that yeah. and that there's a hot sandwich line and a cold sandwich yeah. line and that's really all you need to know. And yeah. just like don't do that thing where tourists just stand in the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah. Just like look at the menu. It's a financial district. People are moving fast. Yeah. Be ready to move fast. Know mm-hmm. what you want. Get ready to go. Do the thing. Yeah. Get it. Go. Get a good sandwich for a cheap price. And then maybe get a sub, a giant a giant sub roll that then a, a, a seagull will try to swallow in one bite. We saw that happen once. Was that from Al? It was. It was absolutely from Al's because no one else ha- just has bread rolls of that length that uh, like that's too long for a, se- a seagull to swallow in one bite. But it tried real hard. Well, that one seagull did manage. Yeah, it. the second one did. The first one didn't. Anyway, we probably end. We're going. <laughs> I I am I am willingly letting this go way too long, but we should probably be done. <laughs> I'm just having a good time. I'm just having fun talking about nonsense at this point. But we should end. So are you ready to be done? Anything else you want to say before you end? No, nope, Okay, no. good. Good. Uh, all right. And with that, this has been episode 11... 1117. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has been episode 1117, Coots and Ladders. Which by... Oh, I, I had a th- another thing. Oh, man, I'm going to extend it even longer. Coots and Ladders is funny here because the game shoots and ladders, but we just had a whole conversation with people about how in England it's snakes and ladders. Mm -hmm. So, like, the title doesn't, like, translate. Yeah, maybe it's called something else there. Maybe. I I would be curious to learn. If only we had any listeners from the UK. and ladders. (laughs) Right. Snoops and ladders. That works. Um, But, yeah, Coots and Ladders is an amusing title here because it's shoots. I don't know what a coot is. It's like an old person. An old coot. That's mean. Yeah, but, like... Uh, she's old she talks she talks about being old she talks about being like she's 83 she's an old coot stop i don't know i'm that word makes me uncomfortable (laughs) i understand why it's a different word you're thinking of anyway i'm just curious if 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 they kept the same title in places where it's not shoots and ladders is all well it's a formal or eccentric person typically an old man yeah it's all a coots coots are a kind of bird though <laughs> they're maybe, a maybe that's water a, bird they're a water bird all right um anyway so with that this has been episode 1117 coots and ladders and this is tjf arcade wishing you all good mental health